what is she doing to move her body? What is she doing to find her passion and get excited about something just besides that number? Because the number isn't where the happiness is. And welcome to another episode of Get Your Fill, Financial Independence and Long Life, where we strive and explore and find ways to, to achieve those two goals. And we invite friends on to help us. And today I have a very special friend joining me today. Because um, you know, when I say long life, I don't just mean a long, horrible, tedious life where everything's horrible. I mean, a long, happy, healthy life. And Lee is going to bring us both of those factors today. Lee, Lee's last name is Kuban. Lee Kuban has been in the weight loss field for 12 years. So she has a psychology degree. And so she's known that whole time, the, the role that your mind plays in the whole weight loss thing, right? It's, we all know how to lose weight, eat less and exercise more, right? And we don't need a coach for that, right? <laughs> but there's some, there's always some kind of a mind component. And so she knew she needed another tool to help her patients to keep that weight off on the long term. So she went, and this is how I met Lee. She went and earned her master life coaching certificate so that she could really help people to dig into their relationship with food, their relationship with life, and to create a new relationship for themselves to find out where their passion is and what they want to create in life. And most importantly, to have fun. And that's why we all are here. Lee, thank you so much for being with me today for with all of us today. (laughs) So Lee, we were talking earlier before we turned on the camera and um, you were saying that you have found a correlation between people whose sex lives are not a hundred percent like where they would like them to be and their feeling about weight you know, about in their weight situation. Can you just like elaborate a little bit on that for us? Well, there's all different levels of it. And I work with couples, uh, quite a few couples, and and they don't necessarily need to lose an, a, a large amount of weight. It could be 20, 30, 40 pounds, but just being um, busy with kids, with, with jobs, they sort of neglect themselves. And what they end up turning to for bonding time is food. Um, and so they get into this habit of we eat together and savor the food rather than pleasure in the bedroom. And it's interesting how that sort of takes over. And then that can be more important. And as they begin to lose the weight um, and change that relationship with the food, um, they're doing more active things together. They're finding hobbies and habits that are, are fun and that are going to help them maintain that, that weight, but they're also getting their sex life back. And it's fun to watch the little spark in their eyes when I talk to them and when they're talking, even if I'm not meeting with them together, when they're talking about their spouse, you can tell that little switch has been flipped. And then, and then the more extreme side of that um, are people that, that are significantly overweight that um, I have a, one guy and his, his wife um, was battling cancer. And so there was no intimacy there, but when he would describe food to me, it was as though um, it was an intimate part of his life. <laughs> Um, but I've also seen people, I've, I've had a, a patient that he had uh, 150 pounds to lose and his wife, she, she came in at the end 
And she said, I need to lose 20 pounds. And she ended up losing about 40, but he, he lost all of his weight, started working out. Um, and it changed their marriage. It changed, you know, their, their whole life. They were where they used to just go and eat together. And that was, that was their intimacy. Um, that all changed and they would, they would go rock climbing. They would go on hikes. They would go zip line. They were just like adrenaline junkies. Um, and they got their sex life back too. And it, it's really fun to see once people start realizing what food represents to them and what they're missing out on, you know, they, they come home from work and they make this big meal and then they sit on the sofa in a car coma for the rest of the night. <laughs> they don't feel good. They don't feel like doing stuff in the yard or doing stuff together or having sex for that matter. It's just, you know, getting ready for bed, waking up to do it all over again. Yeah. So it, it's fun to see people wake up and realize that food is fuel, but there's all these other things out there for them to do that are going to fuel that passion and and even sometimes take them in a new career direction. Um, they wake up and they, they realize they can create whatever they want. Yeah. And um, it's not necessarily in the kitchen. <laughs> there are other rooms to the house. There are other rooms. <laughs> so let's backtrack a little bit, Lee. How did you get interested in working with folks for weight loss? And, and... You know, it was, it was life accidentally just kind of nudged me that way. Um, Paul had come home from work one day and he was, his company was getting ready to be sold. And he said, I don't know if we're gonna have health insurance when we get bought. Um, and that was, that was a concern. We, we had younger kids at the time. Um, we were healthy. So it wasn't like there was a health issue that was making us concerned, but it was just the what if. And, um, and I had been working for myself, but I didn't, I didn't have health insurance. We had it through his work. And I said, you know what, I'm going to start looking for something just so that we can get health insurance. We'll take that off of our <clears throat> worry list. And I started looking and I'm like, what am I going to do? Like I've got this psychology degree. I've got to work with people. It's got to be meaningful. I want to change lives or at least work with people to help them do that. Yeah. And a friend of mine uh, had a clinic in Cedar Park. And she was like, you need to come work for me. And I wasn't sure being a friend, how all that was going to work. But when I really started digging into what I would be doing there, um, it made complete sense because to be walking with people and, you know, transforming the outside is great, but transforming the inside is amazing. And so I just felt like this is, this is the path. And I had no idea where it was going to lead, but I went to work for her. And within, I don't know if it was six months, I was running the clinic and she had left and she left the state with the company, but to open up clinics, other, other places. And I got that clinic and it was life changing because when I walked in that door, I was 40 pounds overweight and I knew that I was had some pounds on me, but I'm like, I'm 38 years old. This is just my 30 year old body. This is what my family looks like. And I didn't really think anything of it. And during training, there were machines, it was called an in-body machine. And 
we would get on there and then we would learn how to read it. And so we would have a partner and then we would do our own in-bodies and then trade and look at our partner's info. Well, the partner that was with me, she was a sweet girl. I liked her. But I, when I looked at her, I thought, well, she's chunky. And I got my in-body results. And no lie, our in-body results were identical. We were the same height, same weight, <laughs> same body fat. Uh-oh. And well, she's chunky. <laughs> she's chunky. And, and it was one of those moments where I went, wow, I don't really know what I look like. Um, so I went back after training, got on plan and um, lost the weight. Didn't realize, um, first of all, that I needed to. But once I got to my weight, I was like, wow. I didn't realize how bad I felt, how sluggish I was. There were so many things that I learned about myself um, that I didn't know. And so it also, I also experienced struggles with it, you know, because there's parties and there's happy hours and family events. And it made me realize how much is wrapped up in food. Yeah. It also made me realize the trap that Paul and I had fallen into, you know, with kids and busy with them and sports and theater. And um, we weren't taking care of ourselves, not just our physical bodies, but even our relationship. Like we had replaced things with food. Um, we weren't doing things that we needed to be doing, exercising together, um, activities, going kayaking, biking. Um, we were raising kids and eating. And so it made me realize the importance of us getting back on track and focusing on the two of us because the kids wouldn't be here forever and now they're gone and now we've got a couple of grandkids. <laughs> um, it, getting into it really helped me change my life, um, working with other people and then reflecting back on advice I was giving and how I was using that in my life or how I needed to. Cool. So you have, you're not only, this is not just an academic exercise for you helping people that you have been through this whole experience yourself. And, and I learn things every day um, from my patients, you know, in watching them and listening to them, it can, it's always a reflection of how can you take this information and use it to make you better. So it's like when people share with me, it's amazing because it's not just helping them see themselves and make changes in their life, but I'm getting the benefit of it too. Cool. Well, and you get the benefit of that. Like you say, that great feeling, that great, like, oh my God, look what's happening to these people. They're not yeah. just slimmer. They're happier. They're healthier, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got a couple that I'm, I'm currently working with and, and they've been amazing. They've each lost about 50 pounds, but you, I see the spark back between the two of them and they talk about date nights and, you know, where they used to be in their rut. And now they're like, oh no, we're, we're making time for us. And he's got gone in a different direction with his career, left his company with a brand new company um, feels amazing. And he's like, Lee, I couldn't have done this 50 pounds ago. I would not have had the confidence 
to walk in there and ask for this job and know that I deserved it. And, you know, his wife is off doing all this volunteer stuff that she wasn't doing before. And it, it's just fun to see people get excited about life. It looks different for all of us. You know, we all have these different things that we're passionate about, but to see them say, I want to do this and then go do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And that's great. What fun, what a fun job you have. (laughs) So what are some, you see some sort of recurring themes as to like why people sort of get to a place where they have to sort of lose weight and, you know, make these changes to their lifestyle. Yep. It's all up here. (laughs) You know how, when you feel really, really good, you walk into a room and people can feel that. And the way you talk to people and interact with people, I mean, you just, and things sort of line up. Well, the opposite is also true. When you feel really bad, when you look in the mirror and you go, oh my gosh, I'm fat. No one's going to want to hire me. No one's going to want to be around me. I'm not worthy. It just, that, that's how you present yourself. Even though that those are not the words that you're saying, when you are constantly worried about weight and body image, and you feel like you have horrible weight and a horrible body image, it's like you just get more of that and you can't see outside of that. And it's interesting because then your food choices represent someone that has weight issues and body image issues. And so it just snowballs. And so the first thing I always say is you've got to feel good. So if you can't look at your weight and where you are right now and feel good, find something else that you can feel good about. Set that aside for a minute. Yeah. And sometimes people want to focus on what's going on internally. Like, okay, I can set this food stuff aside for a minute but they want to do something about it while they're working on this stuff. And so I work with a program that does that where they, the food is taken care of. They have this little box of a sheet that tells them this is what you eat. Yeah. But they don't really have to think about the weight every day and the food every day that's taken care of. And then they can focus on what feels good and get them out of that. So that's an interesting way of looking at it because so often people are focused on, okay, I have to count all these calories. I have to do all this, you know, I have to, whatever. I, I, and all they're focusing on is the, is the weight. That's all they're thinking about as opposed to um, what you're saying is like, no, that let's just put this on autopilot and focus on things that bring joy, things that make us happy, things that, so that you're in general, your whole body energy, your whole energy is improving, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they're in a happier place and they're feeling better. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that the people that are strictly just looking at weight and it's, mm-hmm. it's like, I have one patient and she's been very, very successful in her weight loss. Um, but it was always about the number. She wanted to see this number and it never was about what is she doing to move her body? What is she doing to find her passion and get excited about something just besides that number? Because 
the number isn't where the happiness is. Um, it has nothing to do with the number. It's about how you feel. And now you can feel great at that number, but you've got to feel good getting there. And she's really struggling with maintenance because for her, happiness is a number. And so that is our focus right now is really, where's her passion? What does she want to do in life? Yeah. And that, that's wonderful. That's so, so it's just sort of an innovative way. I mean, I think, I don't know. I, I'm not, um, luckily I'm not in that situation where I have to do that, but I think that, you know, most people it's like, and we were actually just talking about this the other day about money that, that it's the number, the number, the number, but then you reach that number and you're like, why aren't I happy? Because I thought when I achieved this goal, I have to now set a new goal and a new goal and a new goal. Right. And that's, exactly what you, what you're saying in the weight loss field that you, instead of having it be like this magic number, it has to be this life, right? Because that's where we get our joy. It's in these little mundane things throughout the day, you know, just, you know, working in the flower garden brings me joy, you know, and it, it doesn't take too long. I can go out there and spend 20 minutes at night and just sit back and go, oh, that's so pretty. Yeah. Um, but it's these little habits and hobbies and um, things that we do that are bringing us the joy. It's not getting the car or getting that magic number on the scale or getting that money in the bank. That's not where the joy is. Um, sure, it's fun, but it's got to be more than that. Interesting. So just to circle back around, you know, what we, the way we started our conversation today was about the correlation between an unsatisfying sex life and weight. And I'm wondering, you know, we've sort of presented it that because they have, people have a bad body image that they're um, not feeling sexy, which makes perfect sense. But can it also be the other way around that like, be, that they're something is making them feel like they don't want to have sex. And so they're internalizing that with food. I mean, do you ever see it working that way? Oh, absolutely. If, if, if they're in their, if their spouse, if they're not connected and they're not intimate, there's a frustration and it can very much be, okay, the sugar is kind of a substitute for the sex. Um, and I have patients that are like, it doesn't matter what size I am. I'm not embarrassed. I don't care. He doesn't care or she doesn't care. But I was talking to one of my patients just yesterday and she was, her husband is down 70 pounds. And, and she was, and, and I know this from when Paul lost his weight, um, you feel closer, like with that weight gone, um, there's a different closeness. You know, you, you can, you can really, really get close to him where you couldn't um, with the belly. Yeah. So interesting. So yeah. Physical proximity actually. Right. Yeah. Yes. And it, and it just changes. And I don't think I mentioned that, but, but Paul is down 90 pounds as well. Wow. So, yeah. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. And your so, whole life is different, right? Your whole life together is different. So different. And, and it wasn't bad before it wasn't, it's just, we connected on a different level. I think not just in the bedroom, but the things that we do together. And it's like, okay, what adventure are we going on now? Um, for Christmas, we got a book, it's called The Adventure Challenge. 
And it's this little book that has these adventures and it will tell you how long it's going to take, what time of day, if kids can be there, um, just all it gives you, if it's at home, if it's out, how much it's going to cost and you plan it. And then right before you go, you scratch it off. And we've had so much fun um, just going out and like, we don't know how this is going to turn out, but. Oh, that sounds fun. What kind of things are in the book? I've never heard of this book before. Yeah. Well, one, one day we went bowling, um, but it's called the adventure challenge. And it's like, I think it's the adventure challenge.com. Um, we went bowling and you had to, you couldn't use, you had to put the bumper bumpers up and you had to throw it different ways each time you, you throw the ball and the person that hits the least amount of pins wins. So you don't want to hit the pins, but the bumpers are up. So you're going to hit some of the pins and then you have to throw it different ways. So, so that was interesting. And people are just kind of looking at us like, what do you want to do? But yeah, but it's just a great, it's great. I can just see how fun that would be and how uh -huh. much you'd be laughing and goofing around and, you know, yeah, uh -huh. it's just a whole nother take on on bowling <laughs> yeah we that was one of the double date ones we we were camping um out um in green you don't know where that is but it's a, so so we should say that you're in texas we should oh i'm in yeah we're that. in austin texas so <laughs> right outside of austin is a little place called green and it's just a sweet little town and we took the camper out there <clears throat> with some friends of ours and so yeah we went bowling and it was not on the birthday agenda, but I was like, eh, it's an adventure. <laughs> that's right. It's our adventure challenge for the day. Yep. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. So Lee, what, first of all, is there anything you want to share about your, either your past, like the kind of things we've already been talking about your past or what you do currently, how you work with people? Like when they first come to you, do you want to kind of talk us through how that would go when you first start working with a new person? Yeah, the, the first thing I always do is, is get them to fill out, fill out the life wheel. So what's the see. life wheel? So the life wheel, you rate every area of your life. So um, a one is, yeah, I'm not very satisfied with this area. And then a 10 would be, I'm completely satisfied, could not be more satisfied. Spoiler alert, there are no 10s right now. Like <laughs> we always have things that we can improve on. Oh yeah, of course. But it gives a picture because generally people come to me because there's a weight issue. Yeah. And I have some people that are trying to make a career change um, that just feel stuck in general. But normally people come to me, okay, I've got to get this weight off. And so that's the first thing I look at is the life well just to see where they're satisfied and where they're not yeah so on one side of that is to give them a specific look at how satisfied you are in this area you know so pointing I, out the positive aspects of the life that they well, already have so i'll give you an example i've got an executive um you know high and makes a lot of money high up in her company well-respected, um, she has 150 pounds to lose. But when she walked in my office, like put together, I mean, her dress, her hair, her makeup, she looked like a million bucks yeah. and looked as confident as anyone I've seen. 
And so part of me is going, okay, what's going on? Like, yeah, yeah. Because this is not, this doesn't fit. And she said, my weight is the only thing. My, my weight and the way that I eat are the things that are out of control. And so the first thing I did with her is tell me what you're proud of yourself for. Tell yeah. me what you do really, really well. And she could list, I mean, she could talk and talk and talk about that. And I told her, I'm like, the feeling that you have with your competence in your job, in your marriage, as a mother, you can have that same confidence in your weight. And it's just that energy that when you talk about that, that feeling is the feeling you want when you talk about where you are in your weight. If you can't feel that way right now, let's talk about what you're happy about, what you're doing well about, and, and even amplifying some of those things and making some of those things um, even better than they are. And, um, and, and she's fun because she gets it. She, she gets, okay, my energy's set here. I just need this same thing over here. Yeah. Um, and easy to work with because she knows how she got to where she is at her job. And she knows she can do the same thing with her weight. Great. Yeah. So that, mm -hmm. I, I love that approach, you know, how you're just like, okay, here's something you're good at now that apply that same great energy over here and you're going to be styling. Mm -hmm. So Lily, how would you, um, what would you, how do you suggest people begin if they know that they're not feeling confident about their bodies? Like, um, how would you have them sort of, you know, if they weren't working with you, if they would just like think, what could you say to our listeners who, um, who aren't able to work with you or aren't ready to have a coach at the moment? Mm -hmm. Like what, what kind of, could you give them like maybe three action items that they could take for themselves? Yeah. Um, for sure. I mean, look at what you're eating. Journaling is huge. Um, cut out the sugars, cut out the carbs, like, you know, protein, veggies, um, track it and see what your percentages are. That's easy. Everyone knows that, you know, watch what you're eating. Yeah. Um, move your body, um, any kind of exercise. And something that we do for the patients in our office is we go work out with them at different places around town. Cool. So just to, so that they aren't there alone. They're there with familiar faces and it's a great group outing. Um, but so that they can try cycling or they can try orange theory. Um, they can try, we went um, boxing one day. That was a trip. It was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> but just to see what sparks you, because there are certain things that you'll try and you'll go, nope, I don't like it. Yeah. Well, don't go back. Yeah. Find something that you like, go on a walk. Um, and, and right now it's tough to get into a gym, but any, any way that you can move your body, not only will help burn some calories, but it makes you feel better. Yeah. It, it is, serves as a natural antidepressant. It gives you energy. Um, but more than anything is look at how you feel yeah. and do things that make you feel good. And, and, and really, I know that sounds silly to some people, but if you can really focus on what makes you feel good and find a way to feel good about your body. Um, I've, I've got a patient 
And it's funny, I gave her homework this week and it was to look at her body in the mirror and find something to be grateful about. Um, to look at it and because right now she won't even look in the mirror. Aww. She doesn't know how she looks in her clothes because she cannot stand to look in the mirror and she just wants to feel pretty. And maybe she is pretty, but she just doesn't she know pretty. it. Yeah, she is pretty, but she doesn't feel pretty. Wow. So it really doesn't matter how pretty you are. If you don't feel pretty, it, you, you wear that. So, um, but yeah, look at the way you feel. The way you feel is everything. And look for something that you can find to feel good about. And it's like when you wake up in the morning and maybe the alarm goes off late and you wake up and you're freaking out because you're going to be late for work. And then you stub your toe on the bed as you're getting out. And <laughs> then you slip in the bathroom, you know, and it's just this domino effect. All downhill. <laughs> so it's the same way when we start looking at ourselves and finding little things to be like, oh, that looks pretty good. Oh, and, and then you start seeing more and more things that look good, that feel good. Yeah. Um, and then you get out of that nitpicking yourself apart because, and I warn my women all the time. I don't know if it's the same for men, um, but our bodies are not like at 50, my body is not the same as it was in my twenties. Yeah. So like right now I am probably the same weight as I was in my twenties. But my body with that clothes on it, not the same body. Not the same. <laughs> yeah, I can attest to that as well. Being over 50 myself that I just don't, it's just not the same. It's just not, it's not the same. But it's not bad. No, it's just, it's different. I mean, I find that it's just a little bit, um, I used to never really put on weight no matter what I ate. And now I, I do have to be a little bit more cognizant of what I'm eating so yeah you have to watch those things yes <laughs> but I will say there's no food that's bad right no, no. Not, not by, it's not the food's fault <laughs> no, nope and, and and I'm guilty of, of you I used to think that I remember being at a, one of Logan's basketball tournaments it was like Father's Day um, and one of the moms said well we're all down at the game on Father's Day, I'm going to bring donuts. So I'm sitting there playing on my phone, waiting for the boys to come out. And she comes up and she's got a box of donuts and she puts them in my face and she's like, do you want a donut? And I was like, oh my God, no. Like, ah. <laughs> get away, get away. <laughs> and then I had to go apologize to her. But at that point in my journey, I was still at this, this is good and this is bad. Well, if you want a donut, have a donut. Just don't have a donut every day. And if you yeah. know that the donut's going to put a couple of pounds on you, you think about, do I have a couple of pounds to gain to enjoy that donut? And you just have to think about it a little bit. But yeah, but food is not bad. It's just the frequency and the quantity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true, actually. And, and if you, all you focus on, right, is like, oh, I have to, 
um, not eat this and not eat that, that you start to kind of feel bad, right? You start to feel like, oh God, I'm so deprived. You know, I can't have what I want to have and do what I want to do. And, you know, this really stinks and I hate being fat and right. And then you're just focusing, focusing, focusing on all the wrong stuff. Yes. And then you're down that rabbit hole of feeling bad. And and then there's all these other things that pop up that, oh, now I get to feel bad about this. And now I get to feel bad about that. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you're right. Cause that, then you're like, well, you know, since I'm such a big fat pig anyway, I might as well just eat some more. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right? But seriously, I mean, it sounds kind of dramatic, but I do think that people feel that way sometimes. They're just oh, like, what, what's the point, right? What's the point? What's the point? Yeah. yeah. But it's so interesting because those people that I see that are in my office that are sad, like gen- genuinely sad because they are going to a party and they want to be able to eat all of the food. Um, but there's no passion. They, they, there are no hobbies. There's no excitement. Um, it's almost, and, and this is dramatic to say it, but it's almost like a depression. Yeah. You know, it, it, that, that's almost how they feel. Yeah. Um, because there is no spark. It's like, what do you want to do? Yeah. What's going to make you feel good? What gets you up in the morning and gets you out of bed? Yeah. Do that. Because it's not the donuts that are getting you out of bed. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so that, that's three really good pieces of advice. And I especially like the one where just do things that feel good. Mm-hmm. Just do things, just uh, reach for the higher feeling thought. If you've got two choices of how to feel about something, Go for the one that feels the best, right? Mm-hmm. And I will ask myself that so much. Um, when do I need to do this or this? And it's like, what's going to feel better? Yeah. And it's not, and that's not even saying like the feel better is going to be going on a run versus going to work. You know, it's not that kind. It's, I know me going to work and taking care of my patients and fulfilling my obligations is going to feel good and actually better than going on a run in the morning, <laughs> you know, because then going on a run would just lead to guilt because I'm not taking care of what needs to be taken care of. Yeah. So yeah. Well, and there's that, there is that um, good feeling that you get with, with exercising, you know, you, oh, even, like you say, just moving your body, just getting out. Like I, if I, if I don't start my day and get up and get out and go for a walk, then I just, the whole day just sort of like, just, I just feel more like stressed, right? Things just are more serious than they need to be because I'm just not in the right mindset because it's also kind of a meditative time. Yes, it's, it's a great connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Lee, thank you. I'm really, this is, I think this is some really good usable stuff. Like if you can't do anything else, let's say you can't exercise, you're not interested in keeping a food diary. If all you do is just focus on doing things that make you feel good, Mm-hmm. I almost think that the rest of the stuff is going to take care of itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will. Because it puts you in a mode of looking for the, that passion that maybe we've lost and what makes me feel good. And a lot of times people think, oh, what makes you feel good is selfish and you need to do this or that. Or, um, But what we can give people, even our employers, okay, let's, let's say you're not in weight loss. Like, you have a, you have an office job. If you go into that office job 
feeling good every day, you're going to be more productive. Your coworkers are going to love you. Um, you're going to have ideas that your bosses might benefit off greatly. Um, feel good. Yeah. It just becomes like a, like a domino. Yeah. It's just like everything just goes great. Like, yeah. oh, what's she doing that no one else is doing? She always yeah. feels so good. <laughs> She's always so happy. Ugh. I don't like her. <laughs> well, but it just, it, you get those nudges. Like when you're really feeling good, it's like, okay, do this. Yep. And, and it can seem like something that is unimportant, but you'll pick up that phone and make that phone call. And then the person will lead you to that next little nugget. And it's interesting how at the end of the day, and it's like, huh, I listened to all those feeling good thoughts and look yeah. at what I did today. Yeah, it became a little treasure hunt. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lee, thank you so much for gracing us with your wisdom today. It was so good speaking with you. And thank you, listener, for being here. I know you have a choice of podcasts, almost 2 million choices. <laughs> so I'm thrilled that you're here spending time with us today. And remember that the goal by the end of the year is to be in 50 countries. So please, if you don't already know somebody in another country, get online, meet somebody and forward them the podcast. That's your homework, along with reaching always for the highest feeling thought. And thank you, Chris. Thank you, Lee. And, and thank you, listener and have a wonderful week. <laughs>